Hey, Assembly family. Thank you so much for being a part of the Assembly through our podcast. Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else, we are so glad to have you as a part of the Assembly family. If this message from the Assembly blesses you, please take a moment, take a screenshot, share it to your social stories on Facebook and Instagram. Again, we are so excited to have you as a part of the Assembly family. We hope that this message from the Assembly blesses and encourages you. Would you get to your Bibles and we're going to read from Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Get ready, get ready. Look at someone and tell them. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Uh, Actually, I I think you might want to stay up there. I think you might want to stay close, my friend. Hallelujah. There is a word for us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. If you've got it, say amen. Uh, that, that doesn't sound like you got it right there. If you've got it, say amen. amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, okay. We're going to start reading from verse 1. And uh, we're going to read through verses 7 of Joshua chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city all you men of war, and shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, And the priest shall blow the trumpet, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the walls of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, proceed 
and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken, and forgive me, uh, media team, I'm extending my reading, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horn before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpet. The ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets and the rear guard came after the ark while the priest continued blowing the trumpet. And as Joshua commanded the people saying, you shall not shout or make a noise with your voice nor a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say you shout. Then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord, the city, uh, the Lord circled the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. I'm going to stop there. Normally, uh, someone would read it at the end of the story where the walls fell down. And uh, before I go any further, I want to take one moment to welcome uh, Boat Marshall. It's good to have you with us today as a friend, a visiting friend of the uh, Westbrooks. And I uh, hope that God blesses you. But I also see a very familiar voice. Is that a familiar face that I see there? Who's that familiar face I see there? I know it had to be the Kings. Calvin and Billy and uh, your family, God bless you. It's so good to have you with us in this service. Anyone else that I've missed, we welcome you. If I could have uh, picked uh, a subject for our, serve, our message today, there, there, there are several that we could have used. But I think I'd like us to use Guaranteed victory. Guaranteed victory. We have been on a Holy Spirit tier recently. Uh, several Sundays, for about five Sundays in a row, God expanded, uh, this is your hatching season. You remember that? This is your hatching season. To raise our faith expectation. To have everyone get to a point where you understand that, that your hatching season, your, your, your season of breakthrough is not connected to a place, it's connected to a path. That your hatching season, your breakthrough season is not, is not formulated in time. You and I like time. We like to put time on stuff. And, and we don't understand that, that God was not created in Kronos. Uh, God is out of Kronos. Kronos is, is active because he put us in Kronos. So when he does his best work, it is normally outside of Kronos. He comes at times when you least expect it and in ways that you don't even think about it. And he operates there because that's how he rose. We want things to be nailed down in time and, 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 and put in position and structure. And God is a God of discipline and structure, but he's not a God that is boxed in. Want you to hear that? He's a God of discipline and structure, but he's not a God that's boxed in. 
So we talked about that, and then several weeks ago, we continued, this is your hatching season, with another series that said, uh, I believe, uh, I will bless you in the flow. I will bless you in the flow. And we talked about how, how folks were, got the vision that God gave me was of, of, of myself and many of you standing in on a rock in the middle of a river and God uh, holding a basket. And we understood that that basket represented your worship and praise. And so whatever happens, you cannot put your basket down. And you stand there and all around me in that vision, I saw people in little whirlpools in the river around me drowning, but drowning quietly. And uh, we had several questions that came out of that. Why, why God, do I have to stand here? When, when, when am I going to move from this spot? I know I'm standing on the rock. I know it's secure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, but, but I want to get over there to the land. And, and God said, wrong question when I said that in my spirit. He said, no, that is not the right question. The right question is, is what do you want to do next, Lord? What do you want to do next? Because it's a miracle that I'm standing here. It's a, just a plain miracle. I'm on a rock, standing on a solid ground in the middle of whirling and, 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 and water that is going crazy with a basket in my hand. And, and, to, and to make it even crazier, while I'm standing there, fish are jumping into my basket. We talked about the fact that, that worship has to be an ongoing thing. You never do not put down your basket of worship. When you put down your basket of worship, fish stop coming in. That's why the apostle said, in everything give thanks, because that's the will of God. What is the will of God? That we should all want prosper as our soul prospers. Does anybody, has anybody heard that? I, I wish above all things that you prosper even as your soul prospers. You cannot prosper, and if prosperity comes, it will go right through your hand if your basket... If you let life mess you up so that you don't give thanks in everything, blessings will still come because God is a God of blessing and love. But you will not hold on to it because you can't hold on to praise. You will not keep it because you can't worship on the tough conditions. Of course, many of us have the idosity to blame God when we lose our blessing. Or to say even more that God never blessed us. Woo. So it's always the Adam syndrome. It's, it's not me. It's, it's she. It's he. It's that one over there that did it. Not me. We never are able to get to the point where we can say, like David, it's me. It's me. I've messed up. And get back in line with your arms completely open in worship. All of those series, I believe, brings us to today. I want to give you some context. Because victory is guaranteed. If you are a believer, you're looking online, you're watching me, you're taking this in, you've got your paper and your pad, I want to tell you that God is saying to you, 
whether you feel it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you see the markers, the milestones, the things that would naturally tell you that you are winning, that victory is guaranteed. And the reason it is because you are walking hand in hand with Yahweh, with Jehovah Jireh, the provider of everything you need. And so all that you really need is confirmation that Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, is in your life, and then everything else needs to be put to the side, and then worship. Let's do some contextual breakdowns on uh, Jericho, because we're talking about Jericho. Remember that uh, Jericho was a, an area of about six and a half acres within the upper uh, part of the city. Uh, and if you expanded it to the outward portion of the city, it was about uh, 10, acre, 10 acres square. And so there were about 12 to 1,400 people living in there at the time that Jericho was, was being marched around by Israel. So by itself, uh, it, it's not really important because those people in there really did not matter much to the strategicness of Jericho. But, but, but that was in the beginning under the Amorites and several other uh, uh, ites conquered Jericho as a stronghold to, to Canaan itself. The Canaanites were the ones that were the conquerors of Jericho and its lands at the time of this Jericho march. And so it is very important that we understand what Jericho really looks like. We've sang about it, read about it, but historically not, not too many ministers or pastors or preachers or teachers take the time to, to paint a picture of Jericho for you. So instead of giving you a random sharing, I'm just going to pull the stats for you. Uh, it, it's, no, it, it's doubtful that the people of Jericho had any fear when they saw Israel and its hordes, thousands, beginning to walk around Jericho. They did not have fear. I want you to get that. At this point, Jericho was a part of the, a small part of the larger Canaan Valley that God promised them, right? Said, you're going to get into the land of Canaan when they sent the spies out. So two, uh, ten, was it eight that came by, or ten came back and said, boy, those are giants in that land. You, we couldn't beat them if we tried. And, 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 but, but the grapes, the grapes are, are so big, it takes two guys with, 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 with poles on their arms to, to carry the grapes. The bunches are so large. And, and Joshua and Caleb came back with positive news when they were going to conquer Canaan as a whole and walk into the place of promise. But this Jericho area was just a, 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 an entry point. They had to go through Jericho to get into the rest of Canaan, as God promised. And so here we are. The fortifications of Jericho were massive. And when one hears of the ancient city of Jericho, the first thing which comes to most minds are the famous walls of Jericho. These walls were structured, and I tried earlier to get a, uh, 
it was my fault, I believe, because I could have added this much earlier. We were trying to add it to the, at the very, uh, uh, about 30 minutes before service started, and that was a little too much logistically. But <clears throat> the structure of the walls of Jericho were, was three-tiered. That's one of the first things that most people don't understand, that this was not a one-wall a one city. Jericho was structured in three different tiers. Started with walls made of, of, at ground level into an embankment. So you started from ground level into a, a steep embankment going up to wall number one. The incline was stone and mud mixed together, creating sharp points and sliding gravel. So as you attempted to climb up the slope, quite often you worried more about sliding backward, and that was the first kind of defense. As you were worrying as an attacker, trying to get to the first wall, and you were sliding, not able to hold your bow properly, not able to carry your spear properly, trying just to get to the wall, you were prime picking for those that were standing on the wall. This level, from ground to the first wall, that first wall was between 12 and 15 feet from the ground level. So you're going up and you get to the first tier. On top of each of the walls or the embankments going to the walls, uh, there were people or soldiers ready for war in each section. There was enough space on each wall to hold a chariot because each wall had a width of about 12 feet. So you did not have to worry if you were on the wall that you could fall off the wall very easily. You were secure and all you had to think about is getting equipment to you so that you can shoot down the enemy coming up the slope. On top of the stone retaining wall, that first wall, stood another wall made of mud and brick again, but in a different kind of mixture that made it more like concrete. It wasn't slushy or slidey. And that second wall went up another 20 to 26 feet. Together, these two walls, ground, slope, first wall, 12 to 15, then on top or right behind that wall, there's a secondary wall, and that wall went all the way up to about 25, 26 feet. Together, these two walls combined to form a fortification for Jericho that was between 35 and 40 one feet off the ground. As the city progressed and the walls were rebuilt several times, the space between the first wall after the embankment 
and the main wall became wider and as the city expanded, people now lived between those places. Those that were uh, richer, more economically uh, endowed, lived higher up towards the, the inner part of Jericho. Those that were poor, but still wanted some, some, some kind of protection, stayed in the first wall all the way to the second. I want you to see the picture that I'm painting here. A slope that you can't get up very quickly, that you become prime pickings for those that are standing on the first wall. And if you got over the first wall and you, you were able to conquer the, for, the first wall and get into the first part of the fortification, all you found there were folks that were economically challenged and poor. You still had a lot more to go so that you could actually get into the city and get to the, the people who had the goods. So there's no, there's, no, there's no surprise when you hear that to understand why the people of Jericho were looking down at the Israelites and saying, they don't have no sword, no spear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, all they're doing is walking. Well, if they're going to walk, let them walk. It don't bother us. We're going to still drink. We're going to still have fun. We're going to still do business. We're going to still, it doesn't matter. We're going to have fun. Jericho is standing there. Double fortification up to 40-something feet. Over 1,200 people and families living inside. But nobody understood within Jericho's walls the importance of walking with Yahweh. There are a couple of things that I want you to get in your spirit this morning, even as you listen to me, that will be the stepping stone to, your, to you understanding the kind of victory that God wants to give you as an individual. Remember, our, our topic today is guaranteed victory. There are not many things right now in our country that one can guarantee it except uh, uh, taxes. Used to be able to guarantee you that you get a house to buy. Now we are about 450,000 homes on the budget in the country. So if you find a home, it's being sold for between 10 and 25% uh, more than it would normally uh, sell for. If you're building a home, building material has gone up almost 300% in the country. Why? Because there's lack. And the world said when there's lack, we're going to use it to make ourselves better and hurt somebody else. That's, that's how the world operates. We're going through a pandemic that we don't understand. Nobody has an answer. We thought, we thought the, the, the vaccine would be a cure. Then we find out that this particular virus is of such that, that the only thing that will happen when you get the, the, the vaccine is that it will protect you from becoming very sick. You will not be sick unto death 99% of the time, but, but it's not going to stop you from getting it. 
This virus, I believe, is demonic. Myself and Dr. June were talking about the protocols, that every prior protocol that deals with, with, with viruses that were similar to the C-19 virus that we were using to create protocol for the C-19 virus, we've had to throw out the window. And so all of these things are happening. We're, we've been more divided politically than we've ever been divided. And the reason that is happening is because the real division has not been happening outside of these walls. It's always been divided as long as we know it. But the real challenge has been that that same spirit of division has now become the culture of the church. That we thought it was, it was just, just obscene several years ago to realize that the divorce rate in the church was the same as the divorce rate in the world. And the reason was the same. That nobody wants to submit to anybody. When the Bible says clearly, not for the unsaved, but for the saved folk, that before husbands and wives, before wives are called to submit to their own husbands, that Christians have been mandated to submit to each other. But we, we rush past that. And yet we have been asking for victory. Lord, I got a Jericho in my life and I need victory. Well, I'm going to bring each one to several understandings this morning. Several understandings. I said this to one of my spiritual daughters and I think she's here today. It's not you, uh, Joy. Other spiritual daughters. Uh, and I said, just because you've got to walk around your Jericho seven times doesn't mean your victory was not guaranteed the first time. Just because you've had to walk through or walk around your Jericho seven times doesn't mean that your victory was not guaranteed by God the very first time. There's something that has to happen here and here for you to be able to walk in the fact, in the truth, not the fact, in the truth, that what you see for us is not what we get. We don't, we don't look at what we see and be fearful or happy about getting it or, or co it coming into our lives, good or bad, because we do not trust what we see as fact. If we are, are believers, we look at the facts, but we believe the truth of the word. Dig in with me. Just because you've got to walk around your Jericho seven times doesn't mean that your victory is not guaranteed the very first time. Point number one, and you can write this down, if you could put that up. Your walk, got it, these, are, these are things you've got to understand as a believer. These are things that you have to understand. You will not be able to, to, to receive into your blessing basket 
if you are not able to maintain your worship and you will not be able to maintain your worship if you don't understand these things. Number one, our walk, your walk as a Christian, as a Christ follower, is not a walk of stupidity. The world is going to tell you that constantly. It don't take all that. That God you're talking about, if he was really God, how come all these babies are dying? If God is supposed to be a helper, how come I'm still stuck in this job, in this situation? And they try to make our big God fit into their small nonsense. When it was already laid out, that the reason we are going through what we're going through is because of disobedience in our forefathers. We all have the DNA, white, black, pink, yellow, green, or blue. You have the DNA of Adam and Eve in the flesh, and that couple disobeyed God. That act of disobedience brought physical death to the humanity. When God's promise in the beginning was that Adam and Eve and every descendant from them would live continually in a body that was clothed with God's glory. I can't wait. I have had, I have had bouts. I've had, I've had instances. I've had moments where I absolutely knew the glory of God was covering me. I knew it. I knew it. I've walked into situations where there was no win. There was no win. The guarantee, the stamp said, you will not win here. The, the stamp said that there's no way you can make this deal work. The stamp said that what you're talking about, they will not understand, and so just walk away. But God guaranteed victory. It wasn't the situation. It wasn't what I saw. It wasn't what things looked like. God guaranteed my victory. And when God is guaranteeing victory, what you see is only there for documentation. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. What you see is only there for documentation. And once you document, then you can present. Folks don't, they were, I mean, why isn't God hearing me? God sees and hears everything. But if he just allowed us to do nothing, we would fall right into the trend of our natural sinful bodies and minds. Everyone here understands what happens when you have people around you that have ability and potential and you just give them free stuff. It's easier for humanity to, to adjust to laziness than to adjust themselves upward to purpose and vitality and doing something. Your walk is not stupidity. 
I want somebody to get that. You've got to get it. You've got to get it and get it in your mind, get it in your spirit. My walk, the way I do things as a believer, is not stupid. It's not stupid. I don't care what, what my boss says. I don't care if the person I'm talking to is making 10 times the money that I'm making. I don't care. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what their, stra their, their stratosphere of, of operandus has been in, around me in society. It doesn't matter. When we are coming, when we are discussing my faith and the importance of the God that I serve, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, my walk, my commitment to him, my, my intense holding of the basket of worship day in and day out is not an act of stupidity, it's an act of strategy. That God activated the strategy that, that even every single person in Jericho could not understand. It looks stupid. You trying to get inside here. We've got a three-tier system of defense. There's no way you can penetrate us. We even have our, our water supply enclosed in Jericho. So you can't sneak in through the cistern, which Joshua did before but in this case, you couldn't do it. Second Corinthians 10. You've got to see this. Second Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 6. For the weapons of my warfare, hallelujah, for the weapons that I fight with, for the weapons that I use to win my battles, Ah, we went crazy two weeks ago singing, this is how I, I fight my battles. This is how I win my battles. This is how I guarantee victory for myself. I worship God in season and out of season. I praise God in everything. I give him thanks. I, I don't stop giving God thanks because things get tough. As a matter of fact, when things are at their worst, I double down on my worship. This is how I win my battles. Second Corinthians says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, but supernatural in God. I like to put that word in there because even when we say mighty, quite often we're thinking mighty as in the flesh. But, but we're talking supernatural might. That our warfare, our weapons are not carved and created by hands of, 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 of flesh and bone. But they have been created in the spirit by God himself. And when I activate those weapons, my victory is guaranteed. I don't fight with weapons of warfare that are carnal, but they're mighty and supernatural in God for pulling down of strongholds. You got some Jerichos? Do you have some strongholds? Do you have some places that don't seem to want to come down? 
They are pulling and pressing on you and you have been stressed out. I've got, I've got the, I've got the makings for you. I've got the, the template for you. I've got it here. It's a strategy that cannot fail. It's a strategy that cannot fail. It is a strategy that cannot fail. It is made for the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of arguments. You know, know what that is? The casting down of thoughts that come into your head when you should be in faith and cause you to fear. That the war, the, 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 the weapons God wants to download into you takes you out of fear and into faith. Get your mind right so that the adversary can't mess you up here. Casting down arguments and every high thing that wants to exalt its name or itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing everything into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Does somebody have something that you need to bring into captivity? Something that is trying to hold you captive? Something that is trying to take your victory away? Today is the day that I declare on your behalf that you will snatch your victory from the jaws of defeat because you held on to your worship. Thank you, Jesus. And being ready to push all disobedience, punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We talked about this on Wednesday. It's not good enough to just believe. Faith does not activate at belief point. Faith is fully activated at obedience point. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I, 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 I have put it in a different way for myself. Because as, a, as the word, see, for everyone else that I talk to, they say, they say, for we walk by faith. Do you hear faith? Faith. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. We walk by belief and obedience in God's word. But, but for me, I've already got faith and I've, I've been praying and pre pressing in on faith. Now God has changed my focus to the word just before it. Walk. Because many of us, are sitting, we're squatting by the side of the Christian road. We are dumping our knees at the side of the road. Our, our train is off the track. Some of us have stopped completely when it comes to worshiping God and giving God glory. Nothing is moving and we want to say, I'm holding on in faith. I'm believing in faith. Let me tell you something. Faith without walking or works is dead. As you believe God, your obedience to God will allow you and cause you and encourage you to keep walking. The three Hebrew boys... They got to the point where they were sentenced to death by fire. They could have stopped walking towards the fire and say, 
We worship you, O king. There is none but you. We won't worship God anymore, Yahweh. Ah, oh, forget it. No, 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 we don't want to walk into the fire. But no, 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 these were the real things. These were the real McCoy. These were authentic folk. They knew that it was God or nothing. And they said, I'm going forward, we're going to walk. We're walking through the fire, we're walking, we're walking. And the guys that came to put them in the fire died before they got to the fire. And they still kept walking, and they still kept walking. And they walked into the fire. Then they, when they got into the fire, they realized that the person who created fire was already in the fire, waiting to cover them from the fire. So nothing happened to them. They walked out of the fire. There was not a hair burned. There was not a skin scorched. There was not an eyebrow taken off. They were fine. God is talking to somebody this morning. He's speaking to you about the fact that you have been shouting hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God. I believe the true report. I believe that Jesus died. I believe this and I believe that. But when it comes to walking... You're a poor example. When it comes to walking, nobody's standing behind you because you are blocking the line. When it comes to walking your fade out, there's not a crowd standing behind you because they have nothing to follow. You have been stopped in your tracks and there's no worship coming out of your mouth. There's no thanksgiving coming out of your mouth. There's nothing about God for you to, them to follow. If worship and thanksgiving isn't coming out, then fear and anxiety comes in. The second thing you've got to understand, the second thing you've got to understand this morning is that your weight, your weight is not a weight of action. Your weight is not a weight of just action. You're not just walking based on some rules and regulations. It's not good enough to just say, I'm going to just, I mean, if that's all you got, God is going to bless it. If all you've got is, is uh, 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 I, I believe and I'm going to obey, uh, there's nothing else that I have right now. But that, that's not even where God wants you to stay. I know somebody's completely com discombobbled about that. Because God not only wants you to uh, hear, he doesn't just want you to obey and keep walking. But he wants you to understand that the way you do it, your attitude, is the real witness here. It doesn't help. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Woo. It doesn't help for you and I to say, I'm trusting God. I believe what God said. I'm going to just walk forward and trust the word. But child, if you already know. I believe God. Uh, uh, yeah, God's good. I'm gonna walk forward. Who wants to walk? Who wants to follow someone that is speaking faith? They're obeying, 
But their attitude is, is that of a beggar. Their attitude is that of somebody who's wounded and is about to fall down. No, I want to follow someone that is obeying God's word. And their attitude is, bring it on, devil. Come on over. Come on over. With me and God, you have no way of winning. With myself and God, there is victory guaranteed. With myself and God, you cannot annihilate any anything concerning me bring it on devil bring it on go ahead go ahead hallelujah glory be to God I challenge you to steal my basket of worship out of my head go ahead go ahead and every time he cracks the whip at you all your lips say is thank you Jesus hallelujah every time he comes to you with something that is going to potentially take you out of the battle you say Lord I love you I come to you and I bow down one more time I give it to you I will not give up I will not turn around I will not back up because with you I am more than a conqueror your weight is not an action or just an action your weight is not just an action your weight is an attitude your weight is an attitude I can look back at my life and, and I, they're, they're, they're people that I remember very vividly in my mind. See, the, the thing about attitude is that, is that that's all people see when they see you outside of your home. They don't know that you are walking in obedience. Do you see what I'm saying? The world around you, only God knows that you believe and you're obeying. That you're holding on for dear life and you will not give up. And he's happy about that. But one of the last things he said before he ascended was, go make disciples. It's the only real job you've got as a Christian. And if you are sitting or watching me this morning and you have been deluded by information that tells you all I've got to do is believe and obey, it don't matter how my attitude is, somebody messed you up. I got to give you this. Psalms 89 and 1. You've got to be able to make declarations, find declarations, things that you can say even when you don't feel good, even when you don't feel just right, things that will pump your spirit up. Here's what the psalmist says in Psalms 89 and 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. With my mouth, I will make known his faithfulness. 
to all generations. Anybody that's coming out of my loins is going to know what God did for me. I will sing. I will sing. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm going to give praise to God. I don't care how tough things get. I'm going to worship God. I don't care how things look bewildering. I am going to give God praise because I'm still alive. I'm going to give God worship because I still have opportunity. I'm going to give God praise because purpose is still ahead of me. I'm going to give God praise because God God has got me strengthened. God, I will give God praise because his joy is in me and that joy is generating strength. I will give God praise because he's God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Guaranteed victory. Guaranteed victory. Tell somebody, my victory is guaranteed. Hallelujah. My victory is guaranteed. My victory is guaranteed. My victory is guaranteed. Hallelujah. Your weight is not just an action. It's an attitude. John 17, 16 and 17 says, man, you got to find whatever you need to find in the word of God and read it and read it. Get it in your mind and keep reading it. Keep singing it until it gets to your heart, until it bubbles up in joy and that joy produces strength and that strength pushes you on. You have got to do whatever you got to do. To get your attitude right. Here's Jesus talking to the Father about you and me. This stuff here pumps me up, and I realize that he, Jesus had a discussion about me with Dad. He said, They are not of this world, Pops. They're not of this world. Just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them with what? Sanctify them with what? Sanctify them with what? Sanctify them with what? No, facts. Sanctify them with facts. That's what it's saying, right? Sanctify them with facts. 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 Sanctify them with, with what they're seeing, a description of what they're going through. True. Sanctify them with, with the toughness of their issue and all the struggle that they're going through. Sanctify them with that. Bring that vividly to their memory. No. Sanctify them with your truth. What is truth? The word of God. Woo! Hallelujah. Do you, get, do you see what he's saying? That wherever you are, wherever you are, whatever is happening in business, in life, in relationship, if you can submit yourself to do what other people think is stupid, it becomes strategy for you. There is nothing more wonderful than to have the ultimate strategy in your corner when everybody else is fool enough to think it's just stupidity. The last point that I want to share, the last thing that you have to understand, and this is all coming, taking pictures from, from the march around Jer Jericho. They had to walk. They had to walk as if they were, they were believing 
They couldn't walk around looking. I mean, just you can read it again and see. Joshua said, listen, you're not going to walk around looking poorly. I want your horn lifted up high. I want you looking like you're about something. And when I give the command, you're going to be alert and resolute enough to blow at the moment that I say blow. That don't sound like poorly to me. That sounds like resolute to me. That sounds like army to me. That sounds like special forces to me. That sounds like I'm serious about this. This is going to bring me victory, and it might look stupid to you, but I understand the strategy that I'm walking in. I understand my strategy. Somebody tell, look at the other person behind you and tell them, understand your strategy. Number three, your hearing is the final hurdle before your hallelujah. Your hearing is the final hurdle before your hallelujah. I included this one because right now, I'm telling you, we have been more inundated with stuff coming in our ears than we have ever been inundated before. I have not turned on the TV to watch TV in over two years. I've seen TV walking into home, different homes. I've seen news come up on my phone occasionally, and I'll just, but that is very different from what I used to do. One of the things that I used to do very frequently was have the TV on on something that I don't care about. <laughs> so that I would have something playing in the background. Is there anybody who's willing to raise their hand? No, 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 don't worry. Don't, wor don't lift your hand. Is there somebody out there that, is, that you don't go to sleep, you can't sleep well without the TV in the background? You can't sleep well without something making noise in the background? You, can, you move around the house and the TV is playing something and you swear to anybody that asks, I am listening to that. And while you're saying you're not listening with your conscious mind, your subconscious mind is over there going. That I learned, I had to learn it for myself. That part of the thing that was keeping me in defeat quite often was me allowing things that are harmful to my spirit to play in the subliminal part of my brain. I've got negative news playing in the background, and I'm saying, I ain't listening to that. I don't even care about it. But it's going in. Your brain, your mental faculties are a sponge. If you put a sponge in water, I don't care what you tell it, it's going to absorb. You cannot command the sponge. You can put a gun to the sponge's head. You can threaten it to beat it lifeless. It doesn't matter what you tell the sponge. If it is put into substance, it will do what? It will absorb. And your brain, your mind is the same way. Family, 
Your mind is the same way. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I need to renew my mind constantly. Renew my mind. Renew my mind. Because as my mind becomes more renewed with the truth of God's word, the facts don't scare me as much. Your hearing is the final hurdle for your hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah, please. You're not, you're not saying hallelujah because, because I'm telling you. You're saying hallelujah because you understand that, that, that this final hurdle right here, this final hurdle is going to be leaped over because I'm hearing God's voice. 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 You can hear many things, but your Jericho will not, you can be hearing many things, but your Jericho will not come down unless you are hearing God. You can hear many things. And people are going to come in and out of your life to tell you that this is important and that is important. But I'm telling you this morning, if it is not helping you to weaken that Jericho in your life so that it will come crumbling down, then it is not worth hearing. It is not worth hearing. John, I'm coming in, John 8, 47 says, whoever is of God, hears God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you're not, oh, 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 that's a liver shot right there. That those who are of God make it a lifestyle to hear God. You don't have to, you don't have to invoke him in no special way. You just got to be committed to reading the word. You've just got to constantly in devotion time, regular prayer time, irregular or spontaneous prayer time, invite the Holy Spirit to bring confirmational word into you. I can't say it like that. that, that's, that that's, that's too direct right there. That, that's like saying, I'm going to slap you and then slap you. He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Ugh. Gosh. John 10, 27. My sheep Hear my voice, and I know them, and they know me. And then he says in another verse, if you know me, keep my what? Keep my word. It all makes sense, guys. Right now, right now, God is saying to everyone listening to me, Daughter, son, I've already guaranteed your victory. I've guaranteed it. 
But my guarantee has to stand on action. My guarantee has to stand on the trust that you put in me. Your, my guarantee has to stand on your obedience. My guarantee has to stand on how much you hear and activate what you hear from me. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. That our walk is not a walk of stupidity. It's a walk of strategy. That as we go around our Jericho, you've already laid out the strategy. It's a strategy of worship. It's a strategy that said, I will not let go until God blesses me, and I will not get off course until I see my victory. God, I thank you. I thank you that the way we wait is not, is not in laziness. The way we wait is not in sitting down at the wall of Jericho. We don't sit down and just wait for the blessing to come in. We actively participate by giving you praise and worship in everything. By walking forward on what the word says and not have fear or anxiety because we know that the facts don't matter when the truth is activated. By themselves, oh, all that matters is the facts. But the facts don't matter when we activate the truth of your word. So we activated this morning. Our walk is not a walk of stupidity. It's one of strategy. Our weight is not just action. Our weight is an attitude, an attitude of worship, an attitude of consecration, an attitude of it's God or nothing. That our hearing, we tighten our hearing, God. We tighten up the, the, the strings of our hearing so we hear the melody of your Holy Spirit playing more clearly in us, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for those who are hearing it and who have heard it in Jesus' name. If you're listening to me online, or you're here in the auditorium as you stand, we all stand. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here, and you've been kind of slipping, that anything that I've said has, has kind of got you thinking about the areas that you have to tighten up to really allow yourself to operate life in victory, then I want you as a whole, as an entire body, even those who are watching online, to just put one hand on your heart and pray with me. Heavenly Father, I'm coming to you with my heart bare open, nothing hidden, and I'm asking for your help. I repent of my own sin and everything that's caused me to doubt you. Come in again, Lord. Come in again, Lord. 
and help me, Holy Spirit, to do everything that will activate my guaranteed victory in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your help in my life. Amen. Amen. Would you give God a high praise this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Thanks again for joining us for this message from the Assembly. We're so glad to have you as a part of the Assembly family. If you would like to sow a seed into the ministry of the Assembly, you can do so by going to theassemblyflorence.org and clicking on the Give Now button in the top right-hand corner if you're on a desktop or laptop. If you're on a mobile device, click the plus sign in the top right corner to bring up the menu and then click Give Now. You can also give by texting the number 88 729-2238 with a message that says SC Assembly Give all one word. Then you'll receive instructions on how to give. You can also mail check or money order to The Assembly 2925 West Palmetto Street Florence, South Carolina 29501. Thanks again for joining us for this message from The Assembly.